Hello and welcome to the Road to the Garden podcast. This is Matt St. Jean here with Tommy Godin. As always, it's the seventh day of Big Eastmas. And now we're on to the, the first team in this that was not playing on Wednesday of the Big East tournament last year. And that's Shaka Smart and the Marquette Golden Eagles year two of Shaka. And we're going to see what he's bringing to the table here now that he's got a year of Big East experience under his belt. Yeah, for sure. You're a big Shaka guy, right? He's just, he's fun. I like what he does. I like that style. You know, bringing that aggressive. It's annoying when your team is playing against him, when you got him basically on the court, on the sidelines over there, bringing the energy, but yeah. it's effective. Yeah, sure is. They're in that St. John's category of, of fun to watch if you're a fan of that team, but annoying as hell if you're not. Yeah, it can get it can get frustrating, and it was frustrating for Marquette opponents uh, for long stretches of last season. They had that winning streak, was it eight in a row, seven in a row that they won, starting with that beat down over Providence, ending with a win at Seton Hall, and then losing at Providence to end the streaks, kind of bookending it there with games against the eventual regular season champion, the Providence Friars. Uh, last year, I mean, they put together a pretty good record, 19 and 13 overall, but 11 and eight in the Big East, good for fifth in the conference. They were predicted to finish ninth in the preseason coaches poll. They're losing a couple guys here. Justin Lewis um, said he was not going to the NBA draft and then left for the NBA draft. <laughs> Daryl Morsell graduated. Greg Elliott's gone and Kirk Queth, their big, big man in the middle is gone. Not a ton coming in. Zach Reitzel is the most interesting guy here. The NAIA Player of the Year from Loyola, New Orleans. Uh, he's a forward. He'll come in. And then a trio of freshmen, Chase Ross, Sean Jones, and Ben Gold. This is going to be mostly the same group for Marquette this year. They're projected starting five, all guys that were on the team last year. Tyler Kolick, Cam Jones, David Joplin, Omax Prosper, and Osa Iguodaro. Nobody from Marquette received any honors at Big East Media Day. Not even an honorable mention on this team from one that finished fifth last year, made the NCAA tournament, lost to UNC in the first round there. What are what are your, your thoughts here on Marquette? Yeah, that combination of right soul, Prosper, and Igadaro, I think will combine to be one of the scariest front courts in all the conference. And the one I want to highlight is the national champion in NAIA last year, Zach Reitzel. He put up 18.7 points, 8.8 rebounds, and 3.6 assists in 31 minutes per game last year. At Loyola, New Orleans, I mean, this guy's one of my favorite transfers. He's as strong as a moose with feet of a ballerina. <laughs> he's athletic. He's a good rebounder. He's smart. A lot of people, including you, in your article said he could be the Ryan Hawkins 2.0, lower competition, coming up to the Big East. I mean. He can't shoot at all, but I mean that's all right. He he at six seven two oh five. He doesn't have to. So yeah, he's he's a big guy, and I think to me, watching what I could get my hands on from games that they played last year, the thing that stands out he's that big. He's super muscular, and they'd run the press, and he'd be kind of the the point man on the press. He'd be on the ball. He'd be all over the floor, and you don't see a guy that big who has the speed, agility, and stamina to play press for 32 minutes a game like they were basically doing down there. So I think he's an obvious scheme fit 
for Shaka Smart and what they like to do at Marquette, which makes it really, really interesting. Uh, Tyler Kolek is another name who's like, I like him. Cam Jones, I had John Vanda was saying this is a guy with uh, a first-team all-conference ceiling as a shooter. And then Omax Prosper, Osit Igadaro, really, they gave him some good stuff last year. Igadaro in particular made a couple nice plays for them. Uh, I think it's, I think it was the season before, if you go back to the COVID season, when they beat Wisconsin, uh, Igadaro was involved in the play that ended up winning them that game at the end there. He ended up, I think, got a block at the end. So they got some guys coming up, but these are guys who clearly are not that highly regarded around the league. And that's why the Big East picked them to finish ninth coming into this for the second consecutive year. Where did you have them? Um, so Tyler Kolick doesn't come after me. I have them in eighth, not ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Check Matt's Twitter if you don't get that reference. But uh, where did you have them finishing? I had him, I had him eighth as well. Uh, and it's, it's, it's tough because... This is a Marquette team that I think you see the vision here in year two with Shaka. They're not going after star-studded recruits. They're going after guys that fit the system. And I think you're going to see a really cohesive unit because there's a lot of consistency here. A lot of guys that are staying and they're developing from within and they got body types that really fit what it is that they like to do. But this looks like you're still a year or two away from putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. They're going to have uh, an excellent backcourt. They brought in in the front court, two four-star guards to complement Tyler Kolick and Cam Jones. So they're building a foundation. We got to see if they can put it together. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see how this ends up um, playing out. Um, what, what do you have? Like, what, what do you think is the biggest question mark for this team right now? What questions are you looking for them to answer for you? The biggest question mark is, can I get through the season without Anonymous Eagle blocking me on Twitter? I feel like it's a rite of passage for anybody who works media or just any fans in the Big East in general. I'm not blocked yet. I hope he hears this or whoever runs their Twitter hears this. Um, No, but in all seriousness, I I think how much progress they're going to make in almost a rebuilding year is the biggest question. I, I want to see noticeable improvement for this team. I don't think that there are a lot of question marks regarding the process and the play style that they're going to implement. You know who's there. You know what they're going to do. I want to see a foundation that Shaka Smart is building, and I want to see it working starting this year. Yeah, I 100% agree with all those questions. And If you're listening to all these episodes in order, this is right after the Seton Hall one. We just talked about how old Seton Hall is as a team. Marquette is quite the opposite. The only person who's a senior on this roster is Zach Reitzel. They have a host of freshmen. Yeah, four freshmen on the roster and a whole bunch of sophomores. And then Tyler Kolick is a junior, Prosper is a junior, and Igadaro as a junior. So you put it all together and this is a young team. So I think the question I want to answer is how does the the talent evaluation look? I think it's kind of what I'm looking at. Has the player development look? It's all young players. Speaking to Shaka at Media Day, it was clear they're not that interested in the transfer portal. Their whole thing, he told me that what they want is to get guys in and get them in the system. And usually the second year in the system is where they're going to see 
that biggest jump where that's when they really start to feel comfortable with it. So I want to see that happen. I want to see all of this implemented and see the development like they're hoping for. I don't know if how good they're actually going to be compared to other Big East teams, but they should be inc- they should be competitive. That's the big thing. They might not win, but they they're going to be a hard out. I think for every team, they should play good defense. I want to see that the freshmen look like they fit the system, and that even though the, a lot of these guys weren't highly recruited, being highly recruited doesn't mean that much once you hit the floor. Ask. Right. The Big East player of the year last year, Colin Gillespie, how much being highly recruited means. If Shaka Smart is finding guys that he thinks are system fits and he's right at evaluating that, then he's going to get guys who are first and second team all-conference caliber players. I want to see a little bit of that there. And from the guys that are now in their second year in the system, you want to see them take a leap. I think Igadaro and Cam Jones, are to me, are probably the two biggest names there, the guys who can really wreck a game. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. The The Golden Eagles, they got noticeably better at the end of last season, and they'll need to do the same this season. They can easily challenge the middle of the pack in the conference. I don't think that there's immediate threat to teams like Creighton, Xavier, Villanova, UConn, them. But I think that they can challenge the middle of the pack, and, and they have a, a foundation. It might get chippy and bumpy, ugly at times, but the foundation's there. They just got to build upon it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that's what it is. And I think Marquette's not getting uh, as much hype this year. Obviously, being picked ninth, I don't know if that's entirely fair. I get it with how much talent this team is losing. It's tough to overcome that. And if Justin Lewis is still here, we're having a very different conversation about this team right now. That's how big of an impact he could make them, but he isn't. So you just you want to see that development. And this was a good. These discussions get kind of colored by what happened the last time we saw a team hit the floor. In the last two games Marquette played, they kind of got beaten pretty badly in both of them. But it was against the UNC, a team that got really hot and was clearly a top 25 caliber team that ended up making a run. And Creighton, a team that ended up making more noise in March than people anticipated and really seemed to find another gear down the stretch and ended up absolutely beating the doors off Providence in the next game. So the last time we saw Marquette, yeah, they lost, but they lost to really, really good teams. Let's not let what we saw there affect what we're looking at for next year too, too much. That said, this is a team that's probably on the outside looking in for the tournament. Now, how funny were those Justin Lewis rumors? I mean, he goes on Instagram Live, says that he's going into the NBA draft, and then people start talking and speculating. And he goes, no, I, I never said I'm entering the NBA draft. <laughs> A couple of weeks later, sure enough, he, he puts his name in the NBA draft. I mean, he squashed the rumors that he started and then ended up doing it. Yeah. It, it, it was it was bizarre. really funny. Was yeah. I forget what site it was, but there was that I saw a headline out there that was Justin Lewis shuts down rumors started by Justin Lewis. That had to be our man, Anonymous Eagle. I'm had pretty sure that was, yeah. So uh yeah, that was quite the saga last year. Odd stuff, but Shock and Smart, I think, is a good coach. We'll see what they do this year. Let's let's take a look at the schedule here for Marquette. If you've been listening, you know what's coming next. We're finding a brief pointing out a couple games on this schedule that we think you're probably going to want to watch if you want to get to know who Marquette is this season. They have an incredibly tough non-conference schedule here, which I know we want to. We have a couple games there, Tommy. I think you have a couple conference games in addition. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kind of let you go first here. So I think there's four non-conference games we want to talk about. 
Yeah, and I'm going to kick go. it off. Yeah, I'm going to kick it off right here with the November 29th game against Baylor. That's going to be a national test. It'll be their first meeting against Baylor since 1999. I mean, this is going to be an outstanding non-conference matchup. Their non-conference schedule is beautiful as it is. I mean, they they kick off on November 7th against Radford, led by Villanova transfer Brian Antoine. <laughs> I had, I had to get that, that in, in there. there. Had to get that in there. No, but yeah, this is they have an outstanding non-conference schedule. Um, and you mentioned it in the last episode when we were talking about uh, Seton Hall playing Kansas. It, it doesn't really matter if you win the game. You're not supposed to win this game. There's no chance Marquette's going to be favored against Baylor on any sports book anywhere. It, it, like this is, they're not going to win that game. It's about the moral victories. How do you look? against the nation's top talent. And Baylor is just one of four or five outstanding matchups. Do you have any other non-conference matchups you're looking forward to? Uh, Yeah, there's quite a few here. And that's a championship program there. And it's not even the the first tough game that they're going to get in non-conference play. The the third game of the season for Marquette, they got to travel to Purdue. As part of the Gavit tip-off games, that's November fifteenth. So that's very, very early on in the season, just about a week in. There, that's not an easy game. That's again not a game that they're going to be expected to win. So we're going to see very quickly how they can compete with a team like this, and if they're even able to to put it all together there. I mean, you. I think if you're Marquette, the hope is that because you have so much cohesion and you're bringing so much back that when you go play a game like that, you can go on the road and maybe steal something, maybe give somebody a hard time. They beat Wisconsin when Wisconsin was the number four team in the country a couple of years ago when it came, nobody thought they were going to be able to win. So if they can bring something like that to it, that's where you're looking for it. Um, yeah. But what's the, I, I know we got a couple of non-conference games in a row here. We can just alternate this one because that next one's right after the Baylor game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you take the rest of the non-conference one. I want to talk about two games that are in conference, both towards the end of December. The first one is their first conference game, December 16th. They're hosting Creighton. It's their first conference game. It'll be great to see how they stack up. I mentioned earlier that it'll be good to see if they're competitive with the top of the conference. Of course, they're not going to be expected to win this game. But as good as their non-conference schedule is, a team like Creighton's right up there with all the teams yeah. that they're playing um, yep. in, in this early season schedule coming off that t- tough non-conference. And then right after that, 1231 at Villanova. I'm a Villanova guy myself, so I'd like a little revenge because if you know Marquette snapped the the win streak at the Finneran Pavilion last year. They actually swept Villanova last year. So I'd like a little revenge, but uh, my, my personal biases aside, uh, it's another December game against another team that will likely be ranked inside the top 25, likely will be at one of the top four slots in the conference, and it'll be a good matchup to see where Creighton's at, or rather Marquette is at that in the December portion of their schedule. Yeah, and it's, I mean, if you look at this schedule after Thanksgiving, what it looks like, and it's starting with that Baylor game for the Big e- Big 12 Big East battle. They get Baylor at home. Then they get Wisconsin at home. That's a tournament team last year. That's kind of a rivalry game there with, between Marquette and Wisconsin. Should be a really, really good game. That is winnable 
for Marquette. And with how hard some of these other ones are, that's when I think you really need to win. Then we get a home game against NC Central, so something easier. And then they go to South Bend. Got to take on the, the fighting Irish there. So not only just playing tough teams, but they're doing it on the road. And that's another tournament team last year. Then that Creighton game you mentioned. Then they travel to Providence. They get Seton Hall, and they go to Villanova. December, and really from after Thanksgiving on, those that five-week stretch is going to be brutal for Marquette. So we're going to find out really, really, really quickly what this team is made of and if they have any hope of being a tournament team. So they have they play four tournament teams from last year in the non-conference. If they can't pick up a win there, that might that might be it for their tournament hopes right then and there, unless they're winning the biggest, unless they really turn a corner once conference play comes. If they pull a Georgetown and Patrick Ewing in 2021 and yeah, rip off a little like magic that. in the Big East tournament, but and, what the, what does success look like for this team? I don't think it's winning the Big East tournament. I don't think it's it's coming in fourth or better. Of course, that is what success would be, but I don't think that's a realistic goal for them. I think what success looks like for this Marquette team is building upon a strong foundation, staying competitive with the top teams, and this goes for every team, but being noticeably better from game one to your last game in March or February. No, it'll be March, the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. Being better from your first game to the last game in March. That, that's, that's the goal for Marquette right here. You're going to make sure Shaka Smart's the guy. He has a plan. He's very smart. We talked to him at Big, Big East Media Day. You brought up that he doesn't like to utilize the transfer portal, get a guy in here for a year or two, see how it turns out. I think Shock is smart. I'm not the biggest Shock of believer, but I think he has a good foundation to build upon. I think that success looks like building upon that. I agree. I think success is is answering that question I had for them favorably. Being able to actually develop these guys, like you said, be better at the end of the season than you were at the beginning. And I also think of these four new players that are in the program, there's not many of them. I want to see a role for one of them. I want to see a plan for one of them. Show show why you belong in the Big East. Uh, and Ben Gold, I think, is a really interesting name there. He comes from the, the land down under. Trying that little accent there. Uh, I like it. Yeah. No, but he's a guy who is a, a true unknown in a lot of ways. And if he can give them minutes, he can really give them something extra. They, they clearly picked him specifically because they liked him. Show us why. I'm inclined to believe in Shaka's plan based on what we've seen in the past. But you do actually have to prove it in the Big East when you're not. We, I'm going to throw out the Texas stuff for him because of the nature of that program. But this isn't VCU. You're going against better teams that you were doing there. So can you actually make this style work when it's against better teams? We're going to find out. And like, like we said, looking at the schedule, we're going to find out real early what this second iteration of the Golden Eagles looks like under Shaka Smart. See if they can, maybe they're going to, maybe they'll sweep Villanova again. Keep that going. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, like those days at Texas, uh, they are, they're gone and they're not going to come back. Unlike his head. <laughs> no, not sure how that happened, but teach yeah. their own Shaka teach their own. Yeah. So th- that right there is uh, that's going to do it for us with Marquette here. There's going to be a written piece up on the site about this. This one's actually mine. I did the Marquette preview. So go over and give that a look. 
if you would so please. And make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you're listening to this. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Road to the Garden. That's the number two at Road to the Garden. And we will be back tomorrow with a preview of the team that beat Marquette in the Big East tournament. And the team that was first in the preseason Big East coaches poll, the Creighton Blue Jays. That's coming up tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss that one. That's Tommy Godin. I am Matt St. G. And we will be back with you next time. Thanks for listening.